politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively politinkering With a show where I don't know man The truth is I don't know man I just... I don't know man And welcome back to another episode of Paula Tinkering. No clap? No clap. No clap. All right. He wasn't ready for it. So it's okay. No. I just, nobody's, nobody needs to clap right now. I just didn't think he deserved it. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> Before the fact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm it's pretty cool. sure. I, I've seen the future. <laughs> I couldn't see Trump, but I can see this episode. <laughs> well, let's see who we're with today. With us, as always, is Mr. Sean Faw Burnett. Sean Faw. We have Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello, my little snowflakes. Thanks. <laughs> and we also are graced right now with a special guest, Sean O'Brien's sister, Miss Allie O'Brien. Please clap. Hi. Don't reduce her. Yeah, can't she Don't just be Allie O'Brien? Yeah, I, I realized realize as I said that that was kind of rude, but I just wanted to give our listeners some context. That's that could all. be a side note. It doesn't have to be her title. You're right. I tried to say it really fast to try to like hide it, like like trademark or something like that. Fair enough. It's, hey guys, there are more important things. <laughs> well said, Allie. That's true. There are definitely more important things. And probably um, worse things to be. <laughs> Any worse though. Oh, well, there's another voice there. Who's that? <laughs> also, Allie's boyfriend Ned. Oh. It's him also. <laughs> That's okay. We just want to make sure the listeners are aware. The bar is open. But still, might interject. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it's like when you're sitting at the bar and someone comes up and talks to you, but then like their creepy boyfriend is just kind of staring at you from behind and like <laughs> just kind of giving you the eye, like, what? why are you talking to my girlfriend? That happens to you a lot, huh? <laughs> oh, this is my life. Ah, interesting. <laughs> Except without the interaction with people. Well, so, let's yeah, yeah. talk about our lives right now, gentlemen, because it's a strange one, I think. Um, Mr. Donald Trump is now going to be our president-elect. Donald Trump? Yeah, I kind of... Use Donald, Donald J. J. <laughs> Donald. <laughs> and uh, it's a lot to be worried about in my mind. So I have a lot of things I want to talk about. I'll, I kind of, I'll list them really quickly, and then we can kind of go through them. So I want to talk about, in general, life under a conservative government. Kind of what's that like as an American, and what is it like for us? How is it different when we're under a Democrat or Republican government in general? And Because I remember it differently under Bush, so I don't know. We'll talk about that. Uh the Cali exit, if you will, the idea that California might exit the union, uh, the new round of protests going on, because we obviously talked a lot about that last episode and we got to revisit that. Um, the whole idea of fighting fire with fire, how the Democrats should kind of respond. Um, should they be harsh? Should they be united and work with the Republicans? So that we'll talk about that. Um, PC culture and was, PC, bro. is this a backlash against it? Was this a vote against PC culture? Uh, we have to talk about the Trump theoretical cabinet, not even theoretical, it's coming, and uh, his transition team and who is really going to be in power there. Uh, we should talk about some of these propositions that passed, most most recently uh, recreational marijuana in many, many states. Um, I want to talk about specific things that Trump might do in his first 100 days, theoretically 
the when it, with, with regards to well, we'll get to all those specific things maybe later. Um, anyways, so let's kind of uh, go to Ali. Um, Ali, kind of give us your reaction to the election of Donald Trump in general. Um, so I was dumbfounded. <clears throat> I had gone out with a girlfriend of mine earlier that evening and then was supposed to be meeting up with friends in Princeton around like 8, 830. And I walked into the bar fully expecting to be like celebrating. And instead, everyone was kind of looked like they were going to like puke everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And I was just sort of shocked. And then I just kind of like, I was like, no, this is not real. Like, it's still not going to happen. This is just the media playing up the numbers. But, like, at some point you can't play up the numbers. Like, the numbers are what they are. And so, um, I don't know. I just kind of watched it all burn. And then I think it was, like, midnight when I called Sean. And he was crying. He was very distraught. screamed for a while on the phone. <laughs> yeah. But, like, that's very normal behavior. Well, wait, is me. that the first conversation or the second one? Because we talked for, like, like 20 that minutes earlier. First. The first time, okay. Yeah, that was the first one. When, when you were I screaming said, on the street. <laughs> literally. Like, which, like, in Princeton would be normal. At that <laughs> so, like, I didn't feel afraid mm -hmm. or embarrassed, even. Mm -hmm. I felt that it was justified and that everyone would understand if they saw me. Mm -hmm. And, um... Blue state. Kind of screamed for a while at my brother. <laughs> well, not at me for being a white man. The, the core, no, the core of it was you know, help educated me. white you know, man. You're my big brother, so like, tell me what we should do. What 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 happens? What I I didn't I didn't know what to say. I, I honestly didn't know what to say. I'm like, I, I think it was similar to my mom. The calling yeah, me. the first thing I said was was look, all the numbers aren't in yet. Just sit tight. I'll call you later. We'll I'll call you when the numbers are closer. I don't know because I was still in disbelief. And then we talked for I don't know, what like another hour. Like later on that night, it was fucking like three in the morning for you probably. Yeah, I stayed up like really late that night. And yeah. you know, on on your part, like how how could you know what to do? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, exactly. My advice wouldn't be like just move to Canada right now. You probably wouldn't say that. <laughs> Drive while the border's open. <laughs> and my advice certainly is not just you know that it's going to be okay because I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I I think that I think well, that it's time. Go ahead. Yeah. But so then after like the dust settled a little bit. And then I was just kind of really, really disappointed and sad. And then, you know, it goes through waves. Like, I cry every once in a while, depending on what clip I'm watching or what horribleness I'm reading about. Is it tied to something specific or is it just a general overwhelming? Weltschmerz. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Call back. Yeah, exactly. It's a Weltschmerz. Like, <laughs> I, there's nothing that I can say or do or read to help me understand that the majority of the electoral college thinks that it's okay mm -hmm. to discriminate against people in this country. Mm -hmm. So well, like, so whatever, wait, we're I'll... all fucked, basically. <laughs> <laughs> here, here. <laughs> do you think, so is your main gripe with the electoral college right now, or is it Trump in general, or is it kind of all of the above? Do you, or the what, voters. Yeah, what's your, where's your, prior, your, your hit list, I guess, that's yeah. the wrong way to say it. Who do we have to attack? Yeah, what's your... Uh, Number one on the hit list would be the Trump supporters, the people who actually voted for Trump, and number two would be the people who didn't vote at all, because at this point, a vote 
that was not cast is a vote for Trump. I tend to, I don't, yeah, I tend to agree. Uh, I, I give them a little, a little leeway. Yeah, I still think that's Schrodinger's cat. That's. I don't like the idea of not voting. I, I think it's, it's just kind of a fuck you to the system that's kind of given you a lot, and I don't like it, but it is their right in, in many ways. I don't know. How do you feel, Sean Fah? Well, I think it's certainly your right to not vote, and I, I think that that is a a form of protest. Um, but you know, it was certainly an ineffective form of protest in this one. But I, I still lay more responsibility at the Democratic Party because I think a lot of those people that didn't vote were just assuming they'd be wasting their time because there was no way Trump was winning. Have you guys heard about this vote swap thing? There was like a website that was available before the election and you could basically, if you were in a blue state, you could trade your vote with someone in a swing state. So you could vote third party in California where it might actually actually make a a difference. But, and then you make sure that someone in Ohio votes for Hillary. Right. Yeah, it's I, that seems quasi illegal. It, I think maybe we talked about this. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, I think this definitely quasi. I feel feel very deja. <laughs> I don't over think here. we did talk about it. Well, I just I think that's an interesting idea. I mean, it's trying to fight the electoral college in general. And <laughs> the I, Ubering I, of the election. And I Uber. I hate the electoral college. I really I just want to echo that again. People have been echoing this a lot recently. Yeah, I know. I know you think it's hypocrisy that we haven't done it earlier, but. Ali mentioned it like kind of the first thing she said, right? I mean, it seems unfair that someone wins the popular vote and doesn't win the fucking election, right? Is it that that simple? I don't, I don't think it's that simple. No. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I know it gives power to the rural states. I understand that, but I think it has to be one person, one vote. That's. Well, it's just federalism versus states' rights. I mean, it's the idea that, you know, the the vast majority of our population is ever increasingly moving to denser population areas. So you are essentially building a situation where you would only have to win, you know, the you know, the seven largest cities in the country and you wouldn't have to care about anyone else. I'm not saying that this is a great reason to keep the electoral college. I'm not arguing for the electoral college. I'm just saying that that's the perspective of the people that you would have to convince to vote for this constitutional amendment. Um I understand that, but first of all, the idea that they're not campaigning in certain states is still there like there no one is going to wyoming or or, or oklahoma or nebraska or, or kansas or california well could get money for fundraise but that's it yeah no one's yeah, going to texas campaign. really anymore i mean because so why so why are these rural states saying that no one's paying attention no one's paying attention to them now because it's just it's in the bag well we fucking pay attention to them now well, we should pay that. Yeah, the game I mean, is slightly changed. Yeah, but. They, they won. They have the power. And right. now the only thing we can do is go to them hat in hand and ask them to give up that power. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we need to find another way around this. More importantly, I'm not even sure it's totally just. I mean, I, I'm not completely against the the Electoral College. I, I, I understand what the what it's what it's there for. Um, I don't I don't think at this moment. um the Democrats specifically utilized their the you know the game of politics correctly no. in order to convince the people that were necessary to be convinced and didn't talk to the people that I needed think to they, talk to. They I think assumed that's they true. had Obama's numbers. They were fooled. Yeah. They were fooled by the numbers. They were fooled by the polls, mostly because of the Bradley effect. Um, Is was, this the thing where people lie about being for Trump? Exactly, and um, and it happened in Michigan mostly, or, in Wisconsin, in the Rust Belt, and it happened earlier. We saw it with Hillary and Bernie. They completely predicted that wrong, and. Yeah. 
and that and then that was the key there, and we didn't realize it then. And we, I think I, I think another part of it had to do also with with the turnout. So it's you know you you might be counted as a likely voter, but then but, you just don't. turn But maybe out. the turnout was bad because Hillary didn't She's campaign there, and they didn't spend money there. They well, never ground game. I'm there. addressing the polls question. Like you but were saying, it's just the Bradley that's what effect I'm saying, rather than polls. But I'm saying the polls lead to who you spend your money on, right? If you if you see that the polls are in Michigan are not close, like Hillary's definitely going to win. Why is she going to spend her time and the money there in advertising and dollars? And so she's not going to be there at all. So that's why maybe the vote was down. And that's another factor is what I'm saying. Sure. I feel like there's like, at, you know, the, at the top level are the two different things, right? We've got the Bradley effect where there is um, a Trump voter who is not who is not saying that they actually are going to be a Trump voter. And on the other side of that is a Hillary voter who claims they're going to go out and vote. You know what I mean? And underneath those things right. are the other things you're talking about. Right. But at the top level, those are two kind of systemic issues that can kind of explain why the polls got it wrong. Yeah, who, yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not a saying... pollster, but I did, however, <laughs> spend the last like two days listening to kind of a lot of the different polls. Everyone uh, is now an amateur pollster. Allie, what's up with your phone? What's going on? I went to go look at something. <laughs> Don't so do that. that. <laughs> Leave your phone down. <laughs> Am I messing up your... Yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's okay. Um, sorry, go ahead. Continue, Joey. Um, let, let, can I go right to a, a funnier question to me? Um, the California exit question. Cal exit. Uh, what do you think about that, Sean O'Brien? Do you think California should secede from the union and... Do I think California should secede from the union? I don't know. Is that no, the question? But, uh, well, what should be the question there? <laughs> uh, to be honest, I don't. So your question is, what should I be asking? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, I, to, let's, let's throw some wires. Let's wires. It will soon a enough bit. be ceded to the sea. Go ahead. Yeah, your wires I, exposed. I didn't. I, I didn't want enough. to talk about this at all. You. You. Oh, you why did I want to bring it up? You wanted to bring it up, so I, I'm asking you. I guess. <laughs> We could have gotten there, you know, at, organically, but sure. I it's guess funnier I this way. That's not um, how he drives, man. I know. It's <laughs> a wild card. Just pulls over at a rest station and goes, yeah. I just start pulling shit out of the engine, just like opening up the hood. If we get lost, we'll just pull over somewhere and ask directions. Captain Ron. <laughs> I really am Captain Ron. Um, well, I, you know, I, it was it was part of the protest element. It was part of the it, it's it's tied into a lot of different things. Um, it came up because uh, I was looking at the protests and noticing the fact that most of these protests are happening in states that that Hillary won, um, and and very few in places where she didn't win. And we talked about this a little bit last time, but then along with that was just kind of a little blurb about like you know and and little things that have been talked about uh, for quite a while now about how California has such a huge, um, you know. Our, our economy, you know, rivals nations. We're like the sixth largest nation, right? So it's so it, you know, it's 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 uh, what, what would it mean ultimately? And we have, and there was a letter as well that I kind of read, um, uh, or rather was read to me, but about. Um, uh, California being kind of a pinnacle of, or you know, a, a figurehead of of what the future of the of America could be. You the know, shining I mean? beacon on the hill. Yeah, yeah basically. No, no, you know I, what I mean? I agree there. I, and this is going to sound oh so douchey. I, I imagine. We're used to it. But um, I have to make an announcement on this podcast. Uh oh. I'm going to now disown my home state of Pennsylvania <laughs> and my religion. <laughs> of Judaism, and I have to accept that I am now no longer a Pennsylvania Jew. I am a California atheist, and I have to accept it and, you know, really just put it Sorry, out there. Sorry, Nancy. 
Uh, yeah, she, really. kn- she knows. Yeah. She's come to accept this. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I love you. Um, well, okay, fair enough. I'm I'm still. I was born in New Jersey. I've been living in California for but ten years. Still... I don't know what that makes me, but <laughs> well, it's whatever you want to be. Pound for pound, pound for pound. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure if New Jersey went for for Trump, I might have a. I might be in your board. Oh, I might, let... I might understand. I have to make an addendum here. I will never root for a Los Angeles team. Fuck <laughs> the Lakers. Oh well, uh, then you are not a California atheist yeah. then. Really? Yep. I don't know how sports works, but I'm pretty sure that's a rule. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No. Thank, thank you, Alex. It's not a rule? No, definitely not. Well, yeah, but you're from New Jersey. Like, yeah. we don't have a team. You can't disown what? your home the state devils. and still like the that's team. It. That's, that's it. That's flat out it. You used to have the Nets. Yeah, used to. A lot of shit. They, anyway, let's talk about California access. <laughs> sports. Um, I, I might, Anyways. The, what I was saying is that, you know, people are basically claiming that, you know, well, what if California did just secede? So as far as the question is concerned, you know, I, I, I don't know what the question would be either. I guess really, why are people talking about it? Is it is it a smart thing for us to be discussing that type of thing? Does that further polarize the conversation of Californians simply saying, well, we're a better we're better than the rest of America. Why the fuck do we need you? You are dragging us back. I yeah. think even Wheeler was talking about this on mm-hmm. TBC as far as like the Tenth Amendment is a, is effectively saving us from being fucking swallowed up by some of these frankly, possibly horrifying policies that are about to be enacted in the rest of the country. And and we here are going to be sort of okay because we're buffered by it. And there's really no reason for us to freak out or arguably even protest because um, it, it probably won't affect us. But well, that's so what is, you know, so, we yeah, have, we t- have, talk to me about that. Well, one, we have friends and family in other states in this country. Right. Um, there's a huge history of California being in the in the country. I just, uh, I like say that like yeah, but like, fuck the history. I mean, really, at, fuck at, history. At a, at a okay. certain point, there's I said a, fuck the history, not fuck history, but like well, fuck. that's the American history. So I have a big. There's uh, also a point when it was Mexico, right? Exactly. exactly. That's like, a good we, point. we just took it from Mexico. Why, why can't we just be our own? Well, yeah, that's uh, I <laughs> guess. I just here's the thing: is I I love this country, and I think this country needs California now more than ever. I mm-hmm. think that's why I am so hardcore. Stay if if this is a Brexit fucking question. Uh, no, California needs to be there. It's like, why, why are we not asking this of New York or, Ma- or Massachusetts? Just because we're a blue state or just because we're on the West Coast? Because we're in California. That's why the question is being asked. Uh, right. No, but no one's saying, Allie, what do you got? New Jersey exit. Well, I think it's also because California has the food power to exist solely on itself. Like, mm. California is basically like someone in the zombie apocalypse right. who has a badass garden. That's true. <laughs> That's true. You want to be friends with that person. Yeah, we got a huge bunker. Apocalypse. Well, sure, yeah, Cal- Californians know why why America wants to be friends with California, but <laughs> California is at the moment unclear as to the why they want I mean, to be friends with Trump. We are by far the most good-looking person at this party. <laughs> by far. <laughs> so, so, so what's, what is so, the question for us to stay though? Well, I don't know. I guess it's like up to you guys, but I think it's as polarizing to be some to be a state that's seceding from the country <laughs> as it is to be protesting something without Uh-oh. like an your phone's your phone's breaking up Allie. where did you move again no okay yeah. <laughs> don't move <laughs> I, you're breaking up Do you, Can you hear me? no don't break up with us seriously yeah you're you're coming in and out that's fucked up you, dude she said that's <laughs> fucked up dude do you have headphones uh yeah. Let's try to do that. <laughs> All right, I'm so Maybe sorry. kill your video too. Maybe that may take uh, some bandwidth there. Anyway, so um, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if if talk to me about secession. I think we sure. did talk about this on an episode earlier. What, just, why is this, why is secession immoral in the civil war sense or in, no, ge- in it, general? It, yeah, like, in in, a, in general. I mean, why is secession of a well? Of, I mean, I and this is the argument that states 
came into this union with a contract and that if supposedly the federal government violates this contract, they can opt out of the contract. Um, and that was fought in the Civil War. And I think that that argument is over and it's bullshit. I think Abraham Lincoln argued against this and maybe we should trust Mr. Abraham Lincoln. Um, he, if he said for anything, he stood for this. He stood for the... the <laughs> of the federal government standing over the uh, state's rights and ability to secede from this contract. And I think uh, w just because we're different and just because Texas is different than California doesn't mean that we have to completely secede. I think we're, here's another point. I, we have a lot more in common than we realize. And even the poor white person and the poor black person actually have a lot more in common than they realize. I, I think, let me just kind of throw it to one random point here. The sketch on Saturday Night Live with Tom Hanks when he was on doing Black Jeopardy. Did you guys see this one? You, 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 don't, this, you, you don't mean David S. Pumpkins? No. Anyways. It that was, was a, fucking amazing. It, 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 it's, a, it's a skit where they always ask the odd person out, like questions yeah. about, you know, African-American culture. And they always fuck it up. But the point is, he answered every question right, Tom Hanks. And right. he was this, like, make America great again Trump supporter. And it was such a poignant point that, <laughs> poignant point, that uh, poor white people actually have a shitload in common with poor black people all over the world, all over the country. And the sad part is the Democratic party for whatever reason was unable to tap into this and Donald Trump was. Mm -hmm. um, and that seems to be the story of this election. Now, the question then is who needs to kind of bend to who? Because I've heard this a lot, meaning like what culture needs to sort of understand the other one? Or is it both ways? Like do the cities need to understand the rural America? Or does rural America need to understand city America? Mm. Should we fight fire with fire? Should we try to extend an olive branch? That's kind of my, I don't know, the question of the day. I think Bullworth said it best. We need to just keep fucking everyone until everyone comes out gray. Okay. Seems yeah, but currently, as far as just with our mouths, my, my melting. what can we do? With you can your, fuck with your mouth. How can we make this melting pot work? <laughs> so does that mean you that means like unite and, and work with all of Republican policies? Yeah. And, the, to me, the more we call attention to, I mean, I, I certainly understand there are racial problems and there are racial, you know, systemic racism. But the more we call attention to that and the more that we blame racism for everything, the harder it is to come together. So we, we kind of all need to put aside our differences and, you know, attack this anew. Do you think uh, the, um, the same old battles are not working? Uh, I was going to say, yeah. Do you think that's kind of a Democrats as a um, a victim of their own sort of identity style politics in many ways? If if there is the label that. Well, yeah, this gets into the, the idea of the, the PC culture, uh, yeah. you know, detracting from us. And yeah, I, I certainly believe that, like, that was a huge part of turning all of these people on to Trump. When you call them a basket of deplorables, when you say, when you call someone a racist, there is real no no real defense against that other than fuck you. Yeah, it's a check out. Exactly. Yeah. And so you are forcing these people by belittling them and badgering them. You know, there was so much uh, attack at Hamas of these people that it was just not uh, something that was articulated. There, there wasn't a major point. It was just that they were, you know, going after them and saying, calling them racist, essentially. Well, here's the thing. First of all, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, you're right now. Okay, so the thing is that for the past eight years, straight, white, Christian men are finally figuring out what it's like to be anything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're getting their share of hateful rhetoric. Yeah. And they don't like it because it's like, oh, you don't like being reduced to, you don't like when someone reduces your whole identity to one inaccurate stereotype because of what you look like. Right. I wonder why. 
But it's because this demographic of power has not yet succumbed to decades of slow, systematic oppression. They rose the fuck up. Right. And when you've only had privilege, equality feels like oppression. Mm-hmm. And some men welcome the-, the change, but most don't. Well, I, I certainly understand that perspective, but that's where I have the biggest problem with this issue is the fact that we are going to lowest common denominator rather than trying to elevate the lower, we are bringing down the higher. And that is where the problem persists because that is our system. That is that slippery slope that O'Brien or Sean O'Brien keeps yelling at me about uh, injecting here. But I do think that the it, it's really the, the wrong approach to things. You know, you're not going to win people over by telling them that that they're shit. No, of course not. But the point is that you're definitely not going to win everybody over by telling them that half of them are shit. No, and, and that, that's the problem. We need to eliminate the 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 oppressiveness without applying that oppressiveness to everyone. Um, we're in agreement there. <laughs> yeah, another Palo Tinkering agreement. <laughs> this is something that, that I've had to learn kind of the hard way because I'm a militant, angry atheist. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I'm, I, I just tend to come off as an asshole all the time. So I have to really work on that when I'm trying to debate people when it comes to religion. You saw it last episode. I just completely exploded. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's something I really got to work on. So, And I understand that... Um, in this age that you really do need to think about how you present your ideas. I might, I might be 100% right, you know what I mean? But it doesn't matter because I'm not presenting the ideas in a... Well, here's yeah, the key. You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. No, well, here's the key. I you, can be both. You don't even need to present the <laughs> one ideas. The it's not up to you to present it. They're the ones who are claiming that a God exists. You don't have to... All you, all you have to say is, why do you believe that? And then discern whether or not it's a good reason or not. That's it. They're, the onus is not on you to tell someone that God does not exist. I the understand. onus is on them to tell them I why I think we need to be a little more poignant. A little more... Not pointed. Uh, pointed. A little, well, wh- how do you mean? Well, it's, it's okay to start being a little more Socratic in that and to kind of like point out like... Not just like, why do you believe what you believe? But like, don't you think that this is blah, blah, blah? No, that's wrong, though. Don't you think is a leading question that they might not. You're stepping into a trap there. All you have but to you do know is what? ask I think, them why. But I think sometimes that starts a, a dialogue of... Because it comes off as smug. It comes off as I know a, it attacking. Does. And that's what well, you just said. You want to be better at it. I'm, I'm trying I'm, to work I'm on it. You a, Clearly, I'm, I'm not I'm doing a good job. I'm giving you an example of how it might be helpful. What is that, Allie? You're killing us. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. are you doing? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted to get a... We called this section Soapbox Alley because you just wanted to talk. Aww. <laughs> Instead, she's throwing so soapboxes cute. around her kitchen. She's putting them in the microwave. Um. <laughs> I'm putting the kitten in the microwave and I'm pressing on. Wow. Okay. Why? That's what all Hillary voters yeah, exactly. do. <laughs> Um, I, no, so- no, but wait, can I, can I make one point here? Sure, please. Yeah, please. As many as you'd like. Okay, so... Isn't it weird how one side thinks that, like, I don't know, women should be able to not be punished when they get abortions and the other side doesn't? That I do have to unfortunately defend Donald Trump on because he did say that in a world where it is illegal, it certainly makes sense to punish the people that are doing the crime. So, I mean, I I, I certainly <laughs> empathize with those people that are pro-choice on that. But if as a society we are going to decide that abortion is illegal, we can't just, you know, it, it's like drug laws. You know, you don't just go after the dealers. You go after the people buying the drugs, too. It, it's a, a logical stance, but it is not a 
moral stance. I, I missed I, your point, Allie. What, what were you saying? I guess my point is that I think that when it comes to women's rights and the anti-choice movement and the pro-choice movement, I feel as though there's just like an obvious right and an obvious wrong. And maybe that's like me because I'm a woman yeah, it's, it's or I'm a liberal obvious. It's or not whatever. Obvious at all. Yeah, that's it's you. not obvious at all, Alex. Especially for the religious. You it's have, obvious to all three of us, but we're yeah, all, you, you know. Have, yeah, you have, there has to be some sort of a basis as to why it's wrong. But, but either way, let's just presuppose it is obvious. Then, I mean, then the, what? Because quite honestly to well, them, it's obvious points, that murder is wrong. There's other things that are obvious too to me. Like, for instance, that black people and white people should be able to live civilly in a society together and that Mexicans should be able to seek jobs in America and that Muslims are not necessarily terrorists and they shouldn't be deported from the country after being born here. Right. But why do you think that's not obvious to many people? I don't, I don't know. See, that's the real question. That's the, the empathy element of it is the thing that everybody has to attack this at Mm -hmm. because no, no matter what, at some point, right, that person who was, I was talking about this with you earlier at some point. You know that that skinhead out there who is who is screaming racist things, who do, who genuinely thinks that black people and white people should not intermix, hmm. right? Has a background. That person didn't wake up a skinhead. That person has some sort of a story there. So what is that? Where is the error in thinking? Where did this rationality go out the window? When did emotion take over? What is it that leads them to believe the things that they believe, and why? So those are the questions that are important to ask here. And and the the only way to attack this, and this kind of gets back into or like, you know, hate versus hate question. Mm, the yeah. only thing that that causes um, a, a, or at the very least fosters a better discussion is looking at it from a more rational standpoint from all angles. I understand the anger of the protests. I understand the anger that everybody has. I have no fucking idea what it's like to be a woman, what it's like to be black, what it's like to be Muslim, what it's like, frankly, to be oppressed. I don't understand that. So I, I, I hear your anger. I get it. But... Unfortunately, at, at at some point in this world, somebody had to stand on the opposite side of the room and defend as to why a black person is a human being against right. somebody. You know what I mean? And then the other person was was genuinely having a straight up argument as to why they weren't. And that conversation happened. That honest yeah. debate, as if they're on equal footing, happened. And and you know, without that hear, mutual respect, there without is. that mutual respect, we're crying, and and you just have to hold your head up high and say, yep. no, th- there are th- there there is something that is demonstrably based on evidence, correct or incorrect, with, as far as whether something is morally justified, and that's the answer we have to get to. If if a certain portion of our society is being oppressed, well, why is it that that is immoral? And you have to fucking answer that question. Don't just think it's obvious ever. None of you guys. Yeah. It's 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 very important to express as to why it is something is immoral or or immoral or moral and morally justified or or morally unjustified. Okay, so keys. Sean, you and I have had a lot of like moral debate question conversations like for hours and hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. And one major thing that we've talked about is the right of everyone to have, um, like, the feeling that they're safe. Um, describe what that means. The, everybody has a right to feel safe. Sean, um, Sean, like I, I haven't even looked like over at Sean yet, like but his mouth is watering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone has a right to feel physically safe. <sighs> um, this is like our death penalty conversation that we've had before. 
Uh, I don't I don't remember how that turned out, but the let me okay. It turned out well. You, we so are let, both me, still let me just understand. Let me just <laughs> of course we are. And honestly, that's the most important thing to be able to have discussions like this and to be able to acknowledge the at least mental aptitude of the person that you're talking across from. And I think that was the big mistake of this election that people did not think the person they were talking to was either equally un- as smart as exactly them. yeah. yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, and that's totally true. Everybody, every single human being out there is equally able to dis to to discuss the conversations you have. So you know what's funny? I feel like I was listening to Van Jones talk about advice his father gave him, where it's like, um, there's two types of smart people in the world, right? There's smart people who make, um, really, really. Really simple subjects sound really complicated, and there's smart people who make really complicated subjects sound very simple. Hmm. And I think that every human being is is actually equally smart in this capacity. And all we really have to do is talk about these complex issues, but get down to them in 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 frankly both sections. I'm not sure it totally falls through here. Actually, come to think of it, it's a, a micro and macro approach to everything. You, yeah, maybe you, you have to understand the the daily aspects of change, but you also have to understand the world you know colliding aspects right. of change. So this is a great question. Okay, so does 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 a human being have the right to feel safe? Um, where and when, Allie? All the time. Mm. Everywhere. <sighs> so this is kind of like a welfare state kind of thing? Does the government have a responsibility to make you feel safe? No, I think we oh, as boy. fellow human beings have the responsibility to make everyone else around them feel safe. But how do you, how do you know how someone's feeling? And how can, I mean, someone can feel safe one minute and not safe the next and... Feelings are so... Yeah, to me, this is getting along the lines of you you have the right to not be offended. And unfortunately, in a democracy, that's just not a possibility. Okay, Uh, so that's that's totally fair. However, I'm talking about physical safety. And I believe that in this election, in this campaign, in this climate that has erupted after this election in particular... There is this emboldenment of, like, white supremacists, oh. which they're very present, and the the hate crimes and the swastikas in South Philly and the graffiti and et cetera, et cetera, has kind of made people not feel safe on the street. Yeah, basically. Period. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of Muslims yeah. have been asking each other, should you know, should we? If you're a person leave, of color, we, I'm yeah. sure all of them do not feel safe right now, for sure. And you're saying, like, and, do we have a responsibility to 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 show them that they are comfortable? And, I, and honestly, this kind of goes back to the protests, and I think this is a big deal. Is is the protests we're trying to say? You know what? There's millions of us out there that don't agree with Trump, and there's millions of us that do want you to feel safe, and that want we want to protect you. I'll give you an example. I had a, a Mexican student come out to me yesterday and say. Uh, yeah, we're like outside on the street. Yeah, what is that? What is that, Allie? Where are you? In a smoke break. Yeah, where I'm. Okay. I'm on my front porch in the middle of nowhere. Okay. That's okay. It's, it's fine. Stop <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm anyway, sorry. I had, a, I had a student from Mexico tell me yesterday, that he, and he was nervous. Actually, he was like, he's like, well, I don't know what's gonna happen because he's he's not an American citizen, and I, we, and there's a lot of uh, yeah. people we work with that are. Uh, that come here to, to study. You know, they're not, they're not citizens, but they want to come here. They want to come to America to study. Like, and I'm their teacher. And I'm like, and I told them, I'm like, you know what? There's over 60 million of us that want you to feel safe and that, that are here to make sure that the other side doesn't fuck with you. So 
there's a there's a bright light there. I know Sean O'Brien shaking his head at me. Oh, but, not at all. No, no, that's not about that. Oh, okay. But a lot He's of people, a lot of people are chest. when I say that because I'm, it's kind of my blind optimism. But I do think that in general, and that this is the the good still outweighs the the bad intentions here. And I think that I, to break it down to good and bad is also not appropriate either. But my point is that there's enough of us that are going to make you want to feel safe. And I think that that's an important point about these protests that have been going on. That's all. It, so it unifies those who are unsafe. It gives them all a safe place, if you will. Hmm. Not a safe. <laughs> I'm, I'm not careful, trying to lead you on. No, 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 no. I don't mean physical. I mean a safe mental space. I mean, yeah. If you will. We, I, I Allie, do. We, Allie, stop moving. What? <laughs> I'm not moving. Okay. I'm literally like shrouding the microphone. Now, do you know what Foley is? Because you would be the best Foley artist ever. Yeah, How dare you tell a woman what to do? <laughs> I'm just giving right you an opportunity. <laughs> in, the, in the film climate. business, in the film business, Hollywood needs more women. <laughs> Sean Fogg, go ahead. Um, no, I just think that this is is something that we do have to kind of step back and think about. Um, it's not an... We're, I don't even know, man. <laughs> right. I don't know, man, yeah. either. And, I, like, I, I'm a woman, so, like, I don't know woman... Either. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, yeah, is that inherently sexist? Is our show tagline? No, no. <laughs> By the way, no. I have thought about that. Yeah, me too. Well, I think we really, we, yeah. yeah, we've talked about that in the feminism episode. Yeah. Um. I, so no, I I don't think everybody has a right to feel safe. Um. And and that yeah. kind of gets back to our to our element of the the protests themselves. Um. Sorry, I w- I was going to say I I do think that we have a a reasonable expectation for safety, but to call it a right yes. is a, just a little too far well, because a right indicates something that we are, that is inalienable, something that, you know, can't be taken away from us. And that would be an impossibility for a society to create. You know what? Actually, this kind of wants to, this gets me back to what I really wanted to talk about this episode. If you don't mind me taking over for half a second, <laughs> or the, I don't the, think we could stop you. The news, the <laughs> see, because honestly, like that at the moment, you can't. at the moment, you really you could. You just have to wage a good argument as to why. <laughs> no, that still doesn't work. <laughs> Wrong. Okay. That's a bad argument. Both of those things are bad arguments. I, you're willing to try again. Um, uh, so this show might evolve a little bit because it would, you know, originally it was at its core a philosophy show where we didn't know, man. Evolution we, we, doesn't exist. We started. All right, take it easy, Sean. <laughs> we st- we started off with an unanswerable question, and we went, you know, we did a little rant, and then we tried to address those rants in kind of the fun, loosey goosey way it is. And I don't think it's fucking time for that anymore. I I think the time for that is over. I think every human being out there needs to be one hundred percent as informed as possible because some very real bills are going to come down the pipes that could fuck up your fucking world. And if you're not ready for that kind of shit and even if it's not your world if you're not ready for that and and have your eyes peeled for those little corners those pockets of things that are going to hurt millions upon millions of american citizens then this complacency game is going to fucking sink us so no i don't think it's time to just fucking loosey-goosey be cute about this kind of shit let's fucking hit the points and actually worry about the things that are being enacted so So is this some of the things oh no okay go ahead that are being enacted at the moment right we have trump's blind trust currently is being 
put in the hands of his kids. Mm. Now, as far as I'm under, as far as I understand, <laughs> there actually is nothing to stop him. It was pretty funny. I was watching CNN and they were like, and she's like, you know, in the fucking CNN voice, it's like, now, so you, it looks like you went over it. Now, Trump is going to place his children into this blind trust. So, you know, miss, how, how did you, what, what did you find? Well, tell us about what you found. It's not she's a like, blind trust if you're giving it to your kids. She's like, well, yeah, so that Trump, Trump is, pl- so normally what happens is, what happens is a president um, is supposed to sell off all of their assets and put something into a blind trust with no connection to the family so that it can't inform his policies. So what Trump is going to do is give it to his kids. And I talked to a lawyer and it seems like there's a couple lawyers actually. Can you hear me okay? Yes, you can hear me. Okay. <laughs> so I talked to a couple of lawyers and it seems like there's really nothing to stop him. For CNN anchor, of course, CNN anchor's like, okay, so how's the weather? And the weather's guy is like... All right, I guess it's, it's nice somewhere. It's raining some places. Could be know. worse. Back to back to you. And she's like, okay. So anyway, let's talk about this blind trust thing. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's not funny. That's horrifying to me. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm serious. Fucking exactly. You know what else so is horrifying I. to me in terms of like Trump's policies is that the first thing that he seems to have done, and I could be wrong about this. I've done minimal research, but. The You're first no Brian? thing, okay. So by minimal research, you, I mean like I read simultaneously, like four or five articles. How did you simultaneously <laughs> insult the brother and the sister with one statement that Damn. meant both directions? <laughs> you both called me a nerd and her lazy at the same time. That was fucked okay. up. I'm okay. sorry, Allie. Go ahead. East Coast. Minimal research on my standards means like I clicked into four or five articles and read them fully. Yeah, see, she is. A no I know, I knew it. <laughs> go, go ahead, But Allie. that for me is minimal because I did not check those sources. Um, but, but you cross-checked against four seems, other sources. We're on board. It's fine. I did. But it seems, but like, hello, like there's algorithms saying what I can and cannot see. <laughs> so, Sorry, go ahead. Blind trust. No, no, no. It's okay. It's not about the blind trust. It's about policy and like the very real that's going to happen, one of one of the things that is going to happen is that Trump's leader of the Environmental Protection Agency seems to be someone who denies climate change. Yeah, well So said. this is just like one of the things, well, but it happens to be the first one <laughs> that he is going to do, and it's bonkers. Well, no, see, that's me. the thing. I don't think anybody actually knows what he's going to do. We'll, we'll talk about the EPA when we get to Trump's, like, transition team. But as far as the okay. blind trust is concerned, why is it that... So, basically, our system is structured in such a way where the the people are sort of under a, a loose obligation to elect the people who are um, most ethically qualified to run our system, right? right? Because those people actually are given a lot, and I'm talking about the people in power, right? So Congress, the Supreme Court, the president, there's a divide between these two, between the citizens and the populace, essentially between the people. The, the, that's why it's a Republican, not a democracy. So we're electing the people that we hope are, are going to hold, you know, be held to ethical standards, the most ethically, um, you know, ethically supreme beings, if you will, in our society, we, we are sort of obligated to elect them because of the fact that they're given a little bit of loose, you know, they, they're, so again, it's a tradition for a president to release his tax reforms, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a tradition for a president to essentially, you know, um, cut all, sever all ties so that they, they can, they can govern the people appropriately. Um, and currently that, that wall seems to have been 
been crumbling over time and we haven't been electing the most ethical people we've been electing the most you know interesting people and and con people who can who want the power there um so so now we're here at this precipice in which trump is a kind of under very little if any accountability i mean we've got paul ryan Running the fucking, you know. Well, we have his the traditional side. checks and balances of the executive government. Yeah, but I mean, oh, but you, you know, that's been growing. In, you have to have faith I, in that. I really don't. I mean, what, you know, honestly, like, it, so if Trump says something illegal, is Paul Ryan the fucking wet fart who was too much of a fucking pussy, pen, pun intended, <laughs> gonna gonna actually tell Trump, you know, no, we're gonna impeach you for this shit, or is he too fucking afraid to get bullied by Trump? Well, here's the thing: every every member of that Congress is gonna be up for re-election. And they are still tied to their constituents. You saw it during the election. Paul Ryan was freaked out and completely disowned Trump for 98% of it. But and still said he'd vote for him, though. I know. Right. Okay. I, I left 2% there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the point is, if Trump does do some crazy shit and alienates you know, his constituency, he will go against him. And not maybe Paul Ryan. But specifically, it is possible, is what I'm saying. Yeah, How yeah, do we even thing, know what man. the fucking constituency wants that's anymore, the though? That's he's, the key. He's, he's such a bully. Well, we know a lot, and this is going to lead me to my next point yeah, yeah. here. We know that he's changing a little of his policies because his website is changing. We we can see it as it's happening. It's almost 1984-esque where stuff is just getting erased from history as if it right, never happened. Yeah. And Give me some examples of that. What were some well, things that were erased The, the Muslim back. ban yeah. was, was completely erased from there. Um, the idea of just simply repeal and and replace was taken Obamacare, away. I believe, sure. completely. Um, there was yeah, another. He's for Obamacare now. No, no, it's, he's for it's two it's, points. See, of both it. of those things have go, have th- both of these things are so fluid. They've gone back and yeah. have arrived. They've gone back and appeared. Right. And uh, you know, who knows? Who, yeah. who knows why that is? Maybe everything's being transferred to government servers, and or maybe he's putting a server in his own house. Who the fuck knows? Maybe we should talk about his fucking emails for the next goddamn three months. I'm done. But um, I'm sorry. Years. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's it's very interesting the way he's going to be governing. And I think this kind of leads to a lot of interesting points that we're finding out in these next in the and the past couple of days, honestly. Not only are we finding out his cabinet, which I want to get to, but we're finding out little things like he wanted to keep his plane originally. He didn't want to use Air Force One. Uh, he doesn't want to live in the White House during the weekends. He wants hmm. to live what? in his, Yeah, he wants to live in Trump Tower or Mar a Lago uh, during the weekends. The fuck oh, is Mar a Lago? That's his resort. That's his resort in Florida. down in Florida. Oh. Sorry, I can't believe I fucking. What a know that. fucking douchebag, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, most before nine eleven, most presidents spent a lot of time away from the White House, Camp David, and whatnot. He doesn't want to govern. He just yeah, wants. Yeah. He wants the title. He fucking. He just wants the Bush name. took a ridiculous amount of vacation time in up in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, you mean like while they were governing? Yeah. Not vacation. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Uh, Bush ahead. went to Texas. Yeah. Dubs. Yeah. yeah he yeah. was like clearing brush. I know. Go ahead. Sorry. Watch this drive. <laughs> I think for Trump, some of it is like, he was like, oh, there's this great job that's going to become available. Exactly. It's called president of the United States. It's I the bet best I could job. get that job. So, I should apply for that job. Ali, did job. you see the um, the little meeting between Obama and Trump? Yeah. What did you think of their, I don't know, because I, I thought a lot of interesting things. I was curious about your opinion about what you saw when they were kind of the press conference after. Well, I just find it to be very interesting how like, you know, before that 90 minutes was up, Trump was like, Obama's the worst president that's ever lived. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like 90 minutes later, he was like, you know, he's got a lot of great points. And yeah. Obamacare is like, it's not all bad. Like, I, it's just like some things need okay. to be changed about it. So I feel like from that perspective, 
Sure. Obama's super convincing and Obama's a great speaker and Obama's a very normal, level-headed person. But I feel as though Trump could be swayed based <laughs> on any conversation he has with anyone. Dude, the seriously, last conversation. I, yeah. the, I've, yeah, been, exactly. I've been talking so much about this, honestly, where, where you know, that, that kind of, again, gets us back to the protests, where in a sense of everybody fucking hates Trump, they're, they're, they're throwing so much fuck Trump out there, but like, really, in, he doesn't want to be hated. He, he really, doesn't want to be hated. He wants to be if loved. If you just love him, if you just fucking, in a weird way, like, <laughs> butter up next to him and just be like, hey, man, we're, we're your friends. The country we got needs you. to give him a hug. The country's, yeah, just fucking Trump needs a hug, and then honestly, like, really, he'll give you the things he wants and it's such a weird like why the fuck should you have to hold your head up and love a guy who is who has spewed nothing but hate whether he believes it or not and has has encouraged this kind of hate and then yet you have to still love him and he'll give you what you want like a six-year-old it's just it's maddening and it's insane and i you know in a weird way again we, you know we're finding out what it's like to be in minority i guess but yeah okay it, hold on <laughs> that, that brings me back to my first point here about what it's like to be under a conservative government and, sure. and i think one thing I love about this is that it seems like all the art is better. Uh, yep. I'm obviously a music nerd, and I told myself— I God made, damn you, Joseph. I, I know. I can steal wherever— <laughs> This is my driving. God damn we're, you, Joseph. We're on my highway. You and your fucking nice little silver lining. <laughs> my point is— <laughs> Artistic we're silver lining. All the music some, is written by robots now, so— Oh, They're going to be— <laughs> The algorithm is still fucking yeah, dark. Exactly. <laughs> the al- will be anti-Trump algorithms. Right. We'll be, be fucking good. Radiohead moon-shaped pool. Wow. Go ahead, man. The art is better. Deep reference. Good. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, the art will be better in every, in every ways. I am motivated to make my own art. I think you guys are motivated. Obviously, Sean O'Brien sounds fucking motivated to do something. <laughs> so I think that's... This is my art. That's a great thing. And I think that we, we should not underestimate that because maybe this is the wake-up call that us yeah. as Democrats or progressive majority of this country needs because... This country is was at a crossroads in this past election, and maybe this wasn't the outcome we all wanted. That obviously was not. We all fucking hor- horrified by many of the outcomes here. But the point is, I, you know, maybe there is some silver lining here, and maybe this will reform the Democratic Party in Bernie Sanders' image. May God bless oh his name. Oh, my God. And— even if you know what the funny thing is, by the way, I think I saw a T-shirt about this, like a hypothetical T-shirt um, that was uh, Bernie Sanders' face, and then the the election is, or, and it said hindsight twenty twenty. I, well, okay, hold, here's the thing. About, <laughs> hold on, twenty twenty is wonderful because it's not just the fact that it's a new presidential election; it is the new census, yeah. which is a big fucking deal. Because now is the time to make the changes for one gerrymandered House right. representative di- uh, districts, and to do these electoral college changes. Yep. And I wanted to get back to what I wanted to say about the sure. electoral college is that there is a compromise that I kind of told Sean yeah, Paul yeah. earlier that I think is an interesting way to go. And Was I, that not air? On air? No. Oh, that was just I'm sorry. That, yeah, this is news to me. That was in our private time. I, I, I apologize. Wait, wait, before you say the real answer, can I say what I thought the answer was? Yes. Okay, so as far as I understand from my, my admittedly limited poli-sci, in, you know, <laughs> poli-sci classes in college, um, the college electoral boy. college <laughs> will never go away um, if they're – I'm sorry, they're, the two-party system, which is the real problem, will mm-hmm. never go away as long as we have the electoral college, those two things are sort of not necessarily tied and tied, you know. But as long as you have the electoral college, you will always have a two-party system, um, simply because you know a third it it limits the ability yeah, of a third party makes it to rise. Impossible for me. Yeah, exactly. They're just not going to win anything, and it, it will continue to, to Espe- fall by the wayside. Especially with first past the post voting. Right. If exactly. we had ranked voting, then things might be a little precisely. Different, so yeah. so yeah, there, there there can be that. So right. what I said, what I thought was, well, what if there is, what if it is just all one party, like it, it, so. You 
you're you are not allowed to have a label behind who you are as a candidate. You cannot be a Republican. You cannot be a Democrat. You cannot be a Libertarian. Mm. You simply have ideals <laughs> and and you know policy changes that you have, but you are no longer. Allowed to have to put a label on your candidacy or essentially affiliate yourself with anything other than I would like to be a member of the House of Representatives or the Senate or the presidency, whatever. And there is no such thing as a party. Sean, I feel like you had a good rebuttal to that <laughs> on Facebook, and I don't know if I was correct or not. And maybe I'm maybe I'm still right, but I don't know. Well, your your original Man. proposal was uh, indicating that we should go down to one party, and that's a slightly different than what you just explained. Oh, got it. Okay, no, no, I meant I didn't mean. In one party, I meant no party. No, like, gotcha. I just meant, yeah. yeah, and no parties is a lot different than one party. Totally, yeah, because yeah. So one party, yeah, yeah, oh, one party. Then what's, your, what's your rebuttal to my real argument? Uh, to the idea that we should have no parties. Here, yeah. which would you like to go first? <laughs> do you, you want to destroy? Well, okay, destroy my one party first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one party that you yeah. thought I was saying. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I if we go down to one party, yeah. you essentially have you know less gatekeepers equals less diversity, which means Soviet Union. Yeah, Nazis, that is dictatorship. Yeah. Won't there yeah. still be? Di- won't there still be factions within that party though? <laughs> yeah, Soviet Union. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's okay. where we get into those. You know, ninety nine percent of the people voted for this okay. guy, and then we got one percent, and that's what we call a democracy because we, you know, right. there was another name, but quote you just, unquote, exactly. Right. Yeah. Got, okay. Yeah. So no, I wasn't. I didn't mean that. I meant right. one party in the sense of like it's just Congress. It's no. just Senate. It's there is no party that. Yeah. yeah. What, what you're really essentially meant. talking about is just federalizing elections, just getting rid of parties, yeah. and uh, the, you are I, not allowed to have a label when I, you run. For I guess my a bigger problem then is where does the money come from? Does the money? Yeah. Does the money come that from the government or does the and rich people are able to win. Exactly. Exactly. So why? Is, why? Because you you need money you need in money this current system yeah. and and uh, and celebrity. You need fame. Well, no, no. I understand the money part. What, I mean, you can donate to a candidate. You don't have to donate to a party that then divvies out. Well, how the internet gonna... might be changing that. If if you're right, if, right. if everyone has a popular website, sort of fucking you Kickstarter still, campaign, but you, but I'm you still run... need internet fame. You Ex- still need some sort of fame. yeah, exactly. You and need it, notoriety. You yeah. need people Whatever, to know yeah. who you and, are, and, and it helps to have the backing of like a major political party. And also, there's not necessarily. I don't see a pathway to what you're talking about. True. I don't see like a, a okay. So like in an idealistic world, if I was just like making up a world, it sounds great. But yeah. currently, where we are, how can I implement? We this don't practically? start from scratch. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> it, was just a, it was just a fleeting idea I had, but it's uh, interesting, though. Joey. You, it sounded like you had a more a more interesting conversation as far as the electoral college. Much was. more plausible. <laughs> well, it was that each state could theoretically change from how they have it, winner take all, to sort of like how Maine and Nebraska have it, which is a districting or, or by proportional population, rather, or proportional yeah. voting. I think there's both systems. But, but yeah. like, like you guys, you guys. Uh, what? There, yeah, this is oh, just not going to happen, right? I mean, like. Well, that's the one that doesn't is. require a constitutional amendment. Why are you amendment? saying that? Why are you just saying it won't happen? Why can't we make well, it happen? Because there's too much power right now. So we're just going to so, give up? It's not that we're giving up. You just have to sort of mold your expectations and therefore your actions based on what's realistic, what's possible, and what's manageable. All right, so let's go step by step. Step. What's what's the first step in implementing this idea, Joey? I I don't know exactly. I I think it's state by state. I would guess the state legislators have to vote on it. 
Yeah, I mean, currently it is definitely a an uphill battle, especially with everything being controlled by Republicans. Right. right now, they are in control of everything, and anything's going to be hard to convince them to change. But as things do progress, if we keep pushing this idea, it is more possible to change it, this it, than it is to get the constitutional amendment. It doesn't take a amendment. lot. All it takes because, is maybe— yeah, they like, still have the same number of electoral votes. It's just how they end up getting let's distributed. Just say, okay, let's just say Pennsylvania does this. That's all it takes. Yeah. Pennsylvania. That could— Swing the election. Let's say Pennsylvania and Ohio and Florida do this. There goes the Electoral College, theoretically, in many ways. So it is— In practical purposes. Exactly. Well, no, the Electoral College is still doing its job. It's doing its job better in that case. You're right. I can't imagine a state like like Kansas, Kentucky, West Virginia, completely red states voting on this in their state legislature. But I can imagine a state like Michigan, Wisconsin, or Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. maybe getting this through somehow. Especially the states that have big cities with like Democratic populations within them could certainly turn that state into— And I'm not saying now. I am saying aim for this in— No, I'm saying 2020. Oh, the time okay. for it because that's the redistricting. One or two states by then, that's Hold possible. On. That's the redistricting because of the census in 2020. Sure. So that's the time to do it. And we still have to do it while it's in our memory and while it's fresh. Otherwise, America gets complacent and then we don't give a shit. Which is my biggest fucking okay. fear right now. But how is this different? And maybe it is, but how is this different from third party candidates such as Gary Johnson, Jill Stein, Nader, I mean, Perot? How is this different and how is it going to? to generate the numbers that that would be needed to make actual change happen. It's not an either or situation. These these are both things that can help our system and they are not mutually exclusive. It could help third party candidates too cuz they could they could start getting electoral college votes. Yeah. But like what's if that happened okay, in Utah, that guy it Evan sounds whatever. like it would be just multiple parties to me. Maybe I'm no, all, we, I'm hearing it wrong. All he's really proposing is that the you know more states do with what very few states do right now, which is take the electoral college votes that they are assigned and assign them based on the way their population actually votes. It's almost like oh. how the, it's like how the primaries worked. So like redistricting yeah, exactly. with Pennsylvania yeah. or yeah, well, sort imagine. of in a way. It's, but but yeah. do you remember how the primaries went down? How there were like people who had like, you know, went, went delegates. at the, yeah, exactly. There were the delegates. Yeah. And then during that, during the convention, like there were, you know, X amount of votes that were given to still like, you know, uh, Ted Cruz, even though he was out of the race, et cetera, et cetera. Right. All yeah. that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what they're proposing to work for the presidential, for the president. Okay. Essentially. It's something but isn't similar that to that. the same or is that better than... Or worse than just having a popular vote. Well, the the popular oh, vote requires an amendment, and that yeah, is an impossibility. Yeah. I would love the popular oh, vote. Exactly. Okay. That, that's yeah, just yeah. not in the cards. I just well, think that— yeah. Which always okay. proposing one, one can be done one or two states can do, yeah. and we can actually make a lot of progress. Yeah, like I, just— yeah. I think basically it's, it's a it baby beca- step. Sorry, basically because it comes down to the idea of taking away people's rights. Like, right now, the way that it works is that the Electoral College is set up it's to protect the, people. That's yeah, not a That's not a right. The Electoral College is not some rural person's right. Well— uh, I guess that's fair. It's their right constitutionally. It's I guess protecting is what I meant, them from like, the tyranny of the majority. But right. I, okay, here's what it, it confuses me. I don't think this was originally for rural states. It was originally for people who were less educated in the political process. Well, no, I mean, see, we that's the thing. Maybe it's maybe originally our, for logistics. Maybe our lens of history is different. No, tell me. I'm I, I just wrong. I, no, well, no, it could be. It could be a little bit of both. Yeah, um, true that. I, I think that 
as far as I understood it, the Electoral College was set up, again, like I said in the last episode, right? So a 1,000 people live in the city and then 50 people live in some small little country, yeah. right? And, you know, is it fair, is it just to allow them to simply be ruled by this this 1,000 people who live in a small amount of area, even though they kind of, okay. they, you know no, what I mean? I so totally it, get that. Yeah. But I think that, that I th- we already have that with the Senate. I think that's the whole point of the Senate. Wyoming gets two well, senators. It, it, those so are two, does California. Those both those two things stem from a similar perspective. Exactly. But I yeah. think that I, I don't know about presidential <clears throat> national elections should be done by that. I well, think it that, might not that anymore. Should, but that was the intention should, of it. I guess. I, okay. Is what I know. I, mean. I understand the intention. Yeah. I'm just saying. I think it's changed so much since then that we have to just simply go one person, one vote now. Now, but again, that's me being idealistic. Yeah, maybe. I See, I don't know. I don't know that one person, one vote is, you know, again, once again, it's one of those things that sounds so fair, but I, I you know, I... Like a fair tax or a flat tax? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly like a flair ta- fair right. tax. You know flair what I mean? Tax. And, and, and I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's true. So I, Rick flair tax. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. I mean, if I lived in a rural area, I, I think I might have a problem with, you know, with, with millions of people who simply live next to each other telling me who my president ought to be if I lived in a rural area. I think I might have a problem with that. I really do. Uh, of course yeah. you would. You know I, what I mean? And, and, I, and they do. And there's a reason yeah, they do. I have a problem with anyone telling me anything. Yeah. So hence why the Electoral College. <laughs> from, from, me too. <laughs> you libertarians. <laughs> we live in a society. <laughs> Fuck your society. I like, I like rules. We, we have friends. <laughs> anyway. Um, I like so rules. So I, I, guess, I guess that's my perspective on the, the Electoral College. I, 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 I used to hate it just as well as you guys. I used to just think, you know, one, one person, one vote. Um, and I... I I think there are much, much, much. I, I think the core of this, the biggest, the the real problem is the two party system. I don't think the electoral college, um, yeah. or I'm sorry, the, the real party is the two. The real problem is the two party system. You cannot not have a two party system with you if you still have the electoral college. Thus, it's, something needs to happen I, with the electoral college that maintains the justice that's imposed in the electoral college, but allows for the diversity. Um, you know, that kills the two-party system. I actually think there's a, a simpler, less uh, constitutional amendment-y solution, mm-hmm. which is going from first-past-the-post to a ranked voting. If we were to uh, – the problem with first-past-the-post, the idea that, you know, whoever gets the majority of the votes automatically wins. By the way, I'm just imagining my head a bunch of people, like, passing a, a metal post around <laughs> each other. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brother and sister. Teamwork. Yeah. So, teamwork uh, makes the teamwork. If, uh, <laughs> I, I have talked about him before, but if you guys check out the CGP Gray videos about the Electoral College and voting, there are many of them, but they are very interesting. Um, he basically talks about the fact that it is a mathematical inevitability that when you can only vote for one candidate, no matter how many parties you start with, you will get narrowed down to two because everyone is going to take a look at the election that happened before and you know the lowest voters are going to go to the person that close more or less closely represents them but has a likelier chance of winning and through a multiple series of these elections you always whittle down to two whereas if you had an electoral system where instead of picking one person there were seven people and you ranked them as to your preference no. then we get to a point where we are not just choosing the the least worst candidate we are choosing someone that everyone can at least kind of agree on sure i sort of get that but it's also don't you think that that would allow people to have um i don't know less of a 
horse in the game in terms of having to choose. Like, for example, I work in a restaurant, right? And so in around the holidays, I have to decide which holidays I want to work from a scale from four to one. <laughs> Four being the ones that I absolutely don't want to work for, mm-hmm. and one being the ones that I'm like sort of okay with. Yeah. And so theoretically, I'd be okay with working any of them because it's my job and I have to. But and I have to choose also. I don't get the choice to not choose. On Hanukkah. But, <laughs> but at the same time, it's oh, like it I would be like, eh, you know, Thanksgiving. Holiday. Well, it's got some, like, my family. I get to see them. I get to argue about politics. They're going to make me feel like shit. God, but I, I love them. And they're, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know don't does. even get me started right now. <laughs> Maybe but, we should just get started. No, no, finish up this first, though. <laughs> but the point there is that when you have to, like, sort of make a list of the things that you hate from like least to most or mm-hmm. whatever, it becomes something that you're not as emotionally connected to. Whereas a choice, like a choice, a real one where you only get to pick one is something that you think more about. I, I do really feel after this election that less emotional attachment to our politics would be a very good thing. Yeah, that's true. That's Maybe. Well, these Speaking are all, of emotional these are all attachment interesting to your politics, Ali, I want to talk about Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, oh hold on. I was going to say, these are all very pie in the sky. Uh, so pie in the sky. I can pie in the sky. There you go. Do it. <laughs> With whipped cream. I don't know. We just, it's fine. Our, I, I love our family. Our, the problem is, is our family is all full listening. of what, the, many of them. No, they're not. Um, I, they're, they're all good people. They're all genuinely good people, and I think a large portion of them voted for Trump. So, mm-hmm. what's the question there? How does that work? You tell me. Well, I because like because it's a perspective. Are it's there... larger than that. It's larger than that in general, and and it's and I don't want to have the. I mean, it's funny. Allie was joking. She was like, she's like, just to direct them to the podcast. Be like, listen to everything you've said on this subject for the last couple months, and then you can go and have the conversation. By then, you know, we'll be done eating and we can go home. But like, but. It's a, it's, it's a perspective, man. I mean, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's a distaste for Hillary. It's a distrust of Hillary. It's, it's a distrust, frankly, for Trump in a sense of what he's actually going to do. And a distrust of the system. A distrust of the system Mm -hmm. and and a, and a propping up of, of, of the middle finger toward the government. I think everyone's got different reasons for voting. It's a different combination of different things. There's so many. But unfortunately, one of those. Possibly a melting pot. Get fuck you. (laughs) 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 It's also a real disconnect because our family is white, Anglo-Saxon, Christian, European, Mm. American. They have no fucking idea what it's actually like to have to... To be afraid, <laughs> frankly, yeah. right now to be afraid. And they it, have and no I th- idea. And I, th- I guess in that point, what's not- the worst person? What's the worst thing you can call a white person? There is none. Racist. Correct. A, a racist. <laughs> well, exactly. Both, both of you are very good. That or is. Rapist. I, that's all I have to say about that. And <laughs> I feel like I fucking love our family. Our family is the best. But <laughs> no, they are. I I will uh, not. I will not be okay with if if anyone brings up politics because it's very very simple to me. It's very black and white. No right. pun intended. It's it's if you support a Trump administration, then you do not support minorities, women, 
Muslims or the idea that it's okay to be different in this country or that it's okay to need services from the country that you wouldn't necessarily get from other Hold countries. On, there Allie, either I, it needs to be a better way to rephrase that or a justification of that. So what do you... Go ahead, Which Joey. part? Well, I just wanted to ask you, Ali, what, if you had to put yourself in their shoes, how would they answer that question? How would they respond to the accusations of those? What do you think? If you, if you had to, you know, play the empathetic part. Okay, so to me, that question itself is very, very direct. So it's it's very much about discrimination. And I don't know how you support, I don't know how you defend that. I really don't. Do you think don't. that's the core reasoning for all of the Trump voters, though? No, but that comes with the car. What, what do you mean? It comes with the car that you bought. So if you bought a car that has all this great gas mileage, you know, even though it wouldn't, and heated seats and a convertible top, but it also has like bodies in the trunk. Would you still <laughs> want to buy that car? Well, I, right. So, so no so matter what, what I'm saying what, is, it doesn't matter. Like if if discrimination is part of this deal, then I don't know how you defend it, other than by. Which is what always happens, which is just like talking down Hillary and talking about how, you know, she's a criminal and she's a murderer and et cetera, and not necessarily defending Trump and definitely not touching the discrimination thing because that's indefensible. How is it part of the deal, though? That's the question. How How is racism a part of the deal when you vote for Trump? Because of all of, because of his platform, because of Pence, because of his supporters, because of well, how things are playing out. Break it down specifically. So what do you mean by Pence? Why is a vote for Pence a vote for oppression, Be- essentially? Because of his legislation that passed in Indiana against um, LGBTQ individuals, against same-sex marriages, against women. So to be clear, are you talking about the kind of conversion therapy thing that he he implemented, or is there something— I'm talking about the, the part more. where he made it legal for businesses to discriminate against— um, gay people for who wanted to buy things and how he wanted a bill to arrest same-sex couples when they went to go apply for marriage licenses and how he wanted women to pay for their own funerals for their miscarriages. I'm talking about all of that stuff. Right. And I'm talking about how it's just like ve- all you have to do to look at the future is to look at the past yeah. about this type of legislation. And what I'm saying about this administration is that discrimination is obviously part of the deal. Okay. And if I, it wasn't, yeah, it. then white supremacists wouldn't be so thrilled. I agree. I think you're right, actually. Uh, and I think it's troubling. Um, I want to kind of swing this to what you're talking about with Pence to try well, to... Oh, real sorry, quick, if ahead. I could just... Yeah, uh, yeah. I, you're definitely right about the people that voted for Trump, but when you say people that support a Trump um, uh, administration. administration, I think it is a, a little bit different because I, I, I honestly just don't believe anything that went on in the primaries. I think he was just trying to get elected. So I, I am willing to at least... Um, you know, still be in the bag for America until he po- appoints the people who are fucking well uh, doing I, the thing. Well, in, until they start like he, actually he might, doing the thing, like the Trump. Well, absolutely, but really, but, like okay, maybe 
go on. Yeah, well, I mean, you 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 can look at the past of what it is. So let's let's just presuppose that Trump is one not at all even close to racist or misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Two, he is one hundred percent moderate. He is arguably a liberal. Let's mm-hmm. presuppose both of those okay. things, right? Both possible <sighs> stretches, but yes. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent stretches. I wouldn't say liberal. One, moderate. One, is okay. No, no, no. I will. I, I these are these yeah, are yeah. huge stretches that I don't even agree with as I say okay. them. Yeah, yeah. But let's just presuppose it because totally. genuinely, I actually don't know what he believes. Right. I, I, like no like we were saying before, yeah. if you buttered up to him and you were like, hey, I think everybody should have health care, he'd be like, ah, oh, you're a nice guy. Let's just give everybody <laughs> health insurance. It's fine. Exactly. It's like, Mr. Trump, like, you know, Mr. President, if people don't have health care, they die. He's like, well, I don't, you don't want people to die, right? He's like, well, of course not. It's like, yeah. well, you know, dude, you're such a sweet guy. Mr. Trump, you're such a sweet guy. Like, let's give, you know, look at the guy in the street. We can make him, we can make his life better. He's like, I can. It's like, yeah, just yeah. make his life That's better. Tremendous. He's like, okay. Yeah, the five year old so, president. Right. So, anyway, so like I said, again, I don't know what he believes. I think in the end, he just wants love and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but, but, um, Let's presuppose the fact that he is both moderate and he is um Okay, let's he, play the game. Yeah. So who is he appointing to his team right now? Like he it doesn't yeah. matter what he believes if the people who are actually doing the thing if he, you know, the head of education is fucking, you know, Ben a guy who doesn't really believe ultimately <laughs> who believes that, you know, once again, the fucking Bible should be part of education, right? Yeah. Mr. Mr. Ben Carson. If uh, the head of the EPA again just doesn't believe in climate change, if the head of the fucking, you know, if the attorney general believes stop and frisk, Mr. Ruli Giuliani is the way to go. I mean, yeah. you know, these these aren't necessarily indicators as far as Trump's Trump's policies, but they are indicators of the the very real fallout that could come down yes. once this administration goes into power. And, and these are definitely issues we can take arms against. These are definitely issues we can protest right. against. Point by point, one hundred percent. Yeah, the protests. Yeah. But yeah. protesting against just Trump winning—that I have a huge. Let's problem get. With. We'll get to that. I yeah, promise. Yeah, no, we'll no. get back to the protests. I'm right there with you, Mr. Bonnier. Do you have anything on the transition team? Yeah, um, <laughs> I have a ton. A trans. I know Trump. you do. I know you wanted to jump on it. Um. The thing is, I wanted to talk about one kind of thing I noticed recently. And um, I know everyone hates Hitler com- comparisons, but I got to do it. Um, Everybody loves Hitler. The big thing about Hitler was actually that <laughs> everyone thought he had this big policy, all this stuff. He actually wasn't that much of a details guy at all. He put that big policy out. And what a really interesting uh, historical biography talks about is that there's a co- uh, policy called working towards the fjord, meaning they don't actually do anything with his permission. They actually do stuff ahead Just of time. what they think he would what want. What they think he would want. Uh, and then they present presented to him and he says, yes, I love it. <laughs> or no, you're going to the death camps or yeah. whatever. And that's basically how it worked. And we're starting to see a little hmm. bit of it. And that's a little creepy to yeah. me. Right. Um, He's already changed Chris Christie and demoted him to yep. to an assistant, and now he's for made being wishy washy. Mike Pence, the head of the transition team, mm-hmm. which means Mike Pence is theoretically the most powerful man in this country right oh now. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Alex, but truly it's true. true. Uh, and That's way scarier than and Trump. And let's not just talk about that because who else is in line here? Attorney General. Who do you guys think is going to be Attorney General? Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani might be Attorney General. Who do you guys think Secretary of the Interior? That, uh, Palin? Um, that's Sarah Palin, probably. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's the last word I heard. Yeah, and uh, really? Yep. Why? But like, there you go. So all you have to do to look at the future is to look at the past. <laughs> and then it doesn't matter. Like, we could be as idealistic as we possibly yeah. want to in these conversations where we're like, well, maybe Trump just needs a hug. But, like, <laughs> really, he's a boring idiot or, like— racists or Nazis. So what do we do? And what do we do? Is that Yeah, how do we how do we stop this? We don't, man. Like we <laughs> don't. We just watch it burn. <laughs> exactly. That's what we do. <laughs> Damn it, you've you've corrupted my sister, Sean Fox. <laughs> 
Okay, um, we can all joke about this, team. guys, but there is a lot we can do. I'm, I'm serious. There is yeah. a lot you can do. Please. I'm, in, I'm, inform us. Enlighten us, please. What can I please. do? Tell me what okay. I can do. I, I'm, I, embarrassed. That is the, that I'm embarrassed. That is the real to say this fucking one. question. What can we do? Okay. You can tweet and write and send e- voicemails to your congressperson. Okay? I know that sounds Do not real. fucking laugh at that. I know. No. Everyone's going to laugh at that. I know. That is honestly fucking real. If you have they 15 people that are listening to you, if you mount a good argument, you have made a difference. If you have 50 people that listen to you on the podcast, you have made a fucking difference. Do not think that the things you're saying don't make a difference. If it I matters and it's Booker. true, it's true. <laughs> That's a little bit of a non sequitur, but I completely love Cory Booker too. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. But actually, that brings me to a great point, Allie. Uh, who are the Democratic heroes? Who are these guys that are going to take us, uh, this Democratic Party, from the shitty depths of, of, of Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Donna Brazil and take us into the heights of what Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and Is probably- Bernie still a Democrat? Yes. He didn't go back to independent? I, think I thought he resigned his... I think he knows where his bread is buttered now. Well, yeah. I have on good authority that Bernie Sanders is actually forming his own super PAC. That would be fantastic. That sounds wonderful. Um, I also want to say <laughs> Keith Ellison is probably going to be the head of the DNC. Do you guys know Keith mm-hmm. Ellison? I thought it was already yeah. I thought it was already decided. I'm not 100% it's already decided. Who is he? He's, he's a representative from Minnesota, but he's basically just like a firebrand. Demographic? Uh, what do you mean? Demogra- he's black guy, right? He's, he's black. Yeah. Demogra- you say his ethnicity. What is that? Democrat. Oh, he's trying to be PC. <laughs> See, PC is confusing, over, man. Like, <laughs> African American doesn't mean anything. He made an effort. He's a sweet guy. <laughs> I can't talk a lot. Keith Nelson's a badass, okay? He goes on CNN and just says what he wants. Uh, I like him. He's, he's, he's a badass, okay? Uh, we also have Elizabeth Warren who's wonderful in many ways, not great in other ways, but I really like her. And I think she's a good model for these Democratic Party to, to kind of mold themselves after. So there mm. are there are people in this, there are leaders. If you look at the other side, who are these leaders? Eh, it's a little, uh, you know, Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz still. I mean, it's those people we saw. So if there's anything silver lining there, it's in the future, we got the goods. Democrats have some hidden treasure with them that are well, Cory Booker is a star, okay? We know this. We kn- uh- So is Van Jones. Van Jones is a, by the oh, way, I was going to say, dude. is a, a breakout star of this week. Yep. Yeah. And um, he's he's always been around. He's been. Who Obama. is that? I'm sorry. Van Jones was in the Obama administration. Yeah. He he's, he's on CNN right now. He's just a pundit, but he just kind of kills it every time. He's got great YouTube clips. He's just really good at making good sound bites and he sounds intelligent. Yeah. And he's, been, he's been wonderful to watch this entire election. He, and, he was um, kind of Obama's okay. right hand man in the beginning of his presidency. He kind of filtered out after a while. He wasn't but, the right hand man. He was the, um, oh man, God damn it. Do you remember what he was in charge I don't know, of? actually. Yeah. I can't remember. He was he was on he was in Obama's staff right in the David Axelrod years, right as soon as they took place. And then, um, oh God, I want to say he was. I don't. I think I feel like he was environmental though. I think mm. I feel like he was in the environmental team. Um, I totally knew who he was. I was just making you guys explain to the listeners. Oh, look wow. at you! What do you, what do you no, get? Some, what do you get some chocolate? <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, hold on. Let me just throw out one more name before yeah, we yeah. continue. Michelle Obama. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. she wants to be in politics. So, she does. Yeah. That. Oh, that's what she says. Okay. I'm right. serious. They I, all say I, that. You know, we should, they I might. also have a problem with legacy. Well, I don't. How is it a legacy? I don't either. The Bushes and the Clintons and the it's Adamses. It's her father and, that got her in. No, but she's already been there, and that's why we have term limits. That was one of my, the she's problems I had been with Hillary. The, she hasn't been president. What are you talking about? She's just been uh, the white I mean, president. It, well, <laughs> it, oh, then why'd you vote for Hillary Clinton? Exactly. If, it, <laughs> yeah. If, if we look well, at the- Well, I voted for her for many other reasons, but I, I know. She was- I don't- Yeah, yeah. Everyone relaxed. She thing. was also You want senator, someone who's was, experienced. You want someone who is on the inside. And you want, I mean, like, I sort of had a problem with legacies, too, when Bush was running. 
coming. But then when Hillary <laughs> was running, I was guy. like, you know what? No, no, no. It was more like I just was older and I thought about it and stuff. And I was like, you know, she's actually been there. Well, speaking so of- she sort of knows how to do it. And I think that the Obamas are actually currently and will will remain to be sort of leaders of the Democratic Party. Hell yes. Well, I don't think they're going to be leaders. Yes, of, they will. Well, we'll see. Why wouldn't uh, they? Because they're not in government currently. That's why. So they, he can say what he wants yeah. now. Then that's why they can't be a leader of a party if they're not in well, government. Ideological leaders, fine. No, no, I understand. That's, got, um, it's, uh, sure, I'm being pedantic. But I, and look, and I would love to talk about Obama right now because the, the reality, honestly, is he could run for Senate again. He could also possibly be appointed to the Supreme Court. Sure, but let's Ooh. just... Oh my God! I just got a little show. Right, <laughs> Donald Trump is the president. Everybody, yeah, tr- fucking calm Trump's down. not going to do it, but it's possible. <laughs> Let's not. Don't. You know what? Nobody here is allowed to be happy. <laughs> You're right. Stop laughing. You're right. Stop smiling. We have to, man. Without jokes, I'd be killing you myself. You can joke all you like, want. You're not allowed to be fucking hopeful or happy. I need you guys with your heads on straight. Right, we you know get I'm a contrarian. Get this Applejack man. bullshit out of my face. When, the, when the rest of the world is unhappy, that's when I'm at my happiest. I know. This it's is fine. Um, so, I, I do want to talk about the, the Obama first, but then we'll jump into one other thing. Why? The, well, I'm not driving. What am I doing? I'm sorry, Joey. You can want to talk about Obama. Go talk about Obama. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I get, who was I listening? Oh, Keep It a 1600, which is a great podcast. Um, there were two guys who worked in the Obama administration with their, when he was getting campaigning, et cetera, et cetera. A little bit backstory. But um, Obama is kind of the perfect guy to transition into this kind of new world. I, I, yeah. I, and I think that if he's he already is, started. Yeah. I mean, I think his, his, he's, his, he's his laid the groundwork. Yeah. I mean, his conversation with, with Trump and sitting there with him, it was, God, was so and, and yeah. whatever, whatever their hour and a half meeting was, which, you know what? I'm not even going to fucking, God damn it. I am going to go there. Cause yeah, truth is true. Yeah, please. So no, no. Cause first things first. So again, <laughs> Trump said that the meeting was supposed to only last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. And, and uh, the, it was scheduled ahead of time that it was supposed to last an hour. Now, sure, his advisors may have just told – or advisors, who know the fuck knows what that means anymore. Handlers. But, yeah, his, his whatever. His that implies CIA. His people's peoples. Uh, I mean, that implies a leash. That implies thoroughbred. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah his, his people's peoples told him that it was – maybe his people's peoples only told him it was going to last 10 minutes. But it lasted an hour, and, and he seemed to not understand it. Whatever. I, and I don't know why I went there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm mad at Trump. But um, – and I don't want to be. I want to love the guy. What? I, I, I wish I didn't call him a fascist. I wish I don't think that all these things. I wish I don't. Why? Th- I, Why? He is our president. What are you talking about? Because I because yeah. because I want to be hopeful. Anyway. So. Yeah, but you have to call it, it out what you see. You that have was to be the joke. Honest. I know that was the joke. All right, just upset me though. It's fine. It should. And it's it not a should. funny joke. Yeah. Sean. Well, no, only because I was just telling, yelling at you guys That's for being terrible hopeful. joke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My sister always keeps me in check. Anyway, so the I think that he is. The, the perfect person of the moral caliber that we require. Obama. To go, yes, tra- Obama, thank you. To, to transition us into this potentially very scary time. Um, because we can't just be complacent again. We, mm-hmm. you know, and Obama, I think, it can can guide him, and also, it, you know, he can't unfortunately just ride off into the sunset. I'm sure for him it was like, you know, four o'clock on a Friday, and he was just ready to go, and all of a sudden they're like, "Nah, man, we need you to work through the weekend like <laughs> really hard. We need you to fucking work." 20 times as hard as you did 
now yeah. in, a, in the strangest way possible, but we need you. Yeah, we really thought this was going to be a vacation month. Because, and you know what? And I think that's at the top of his priorities list. I don't think Obama, you know, is going to is going to guide Trump into not killing Obamacare. I think Obama is going to guide Trump into not fucking burying this country. Yeah. And the amount of foreign policy questions that that he's going to have are in are monstrous. I mean, I, I yeah. drones you know, aside, Obama is I, a good dude. I've once I once asked someone who you know who who thought about voting for Trump. I was like, do you, I mean, do do you think that anybody can run for president do you think i could run for president they're like yeah or do or be president they're like yeah i do and i'm like then you do not understand the complexities of this job this job is no fucking joke this is the most powerful person in the free world in the world not in the the free world it is the most powerful person in the world this is no fucking bullshit this is not a video game um, so anyway, that was Obama, but I mean, but did you have anything else to say about Obama or there was one other thing? No, that was all. I wanted you to go off. We were talking about, we were talking well, about how you, you were talking about unity a little bit. And I did want to bring up how, um, I watched the, uh, the Bill Maher show, the most recent episode. Um, the, the one prior to the election was fire and brimstone and everything yeah. is coming to an end. And the one after the election, I was really surprised and really, um, heartened by the fact that he did not continue that fire and brimstone bullshit yes. where he tried mm-hmm. to go into unity mode. He went back to comedian mode. He went back to, we let's, let's address the issues. Let's yes. fix the thing. Specifically those it, policies. Exactly. What are they? What yeah. do they mean? Yeah. And that, that was again, unexpected from, from that. I, I expected a lot more in the other direction. Yeah. So I think, you know, there, this, this message just needs to be spread this idea that, you know, okay, we, it, it sucked, but now we got to get past that, that depression and that anger and now focus that into a, a lightning beam or lightning rod or fucking whatever, focus that into something that will concentrate and actually follow what's going on mm-hmm. to, alleviate of uh, alleviate us of our complacency yeah uh, absolutely no, I, uh, yeah and i think that goes back to what i was saying too about the art it, it, whether it's whatever outlet you have and whether, yeah. whether it's you joining greenpeace or cre- writing Boo. a song okay that was just- <laughs> <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> um you know I, I i i'd love for people to create some good art right now but um i don't know Put the fucking pen down for a little bit, and let's look hey, at what, let's what look the, at the, oh, the, the writer is telling me to put yeah, my man. pen down. Yeah, exactly. Like, about just what like for no reason. What do you mean? If, telling Bob Dylan to put down his guitar? Yeah, what are you no, that's exactly about? what we fucking need right now. We our art has been devoid for the last twenty years. We need that. We need something that the we people are going songs. to care about and a reason to rise up. All right, all right. My sister gets sure, a chance to te- like- my sister gets a chance to tease me too. What were you saying, Ali? You got, you got- <laughs> Take him down. Okay, one thing that I'm going to say is that as a sort of artist, I have to be inspired, and I feel very uninspired right now. And then the other thing that I was going to say is, who writes a play for no reason, Sean? <laughs> it's not no reason. Trump was you were about- just like, you were like, I'm going to write a Shakespearean play right now. Yeah. I've never like... No, you did that. It's a great idea. You literally yeah. did that. I did, and, last and honestly, weekend. and it was the tragedy of Donald Trump. But now I'm going to call it the history of Donald Trump, and it's probably going to be in three different parts. <laughs> it's going to be this current one, which I, so I am going to have to ending. change the ending. Yeah. I am. Well, it basically ended with. I explained this already. Yeah. Tiffany goes off in the thing, and then it's going. to Yeah. Anyway, he'll rise back. So, Sean, but now the second am, part. I have never not been in awe of how fast <laughs> or much you can write. All right, take it easy. <laughs> I love you. Thank you, Allie. Um, no, but yes. but seriously, I, I, I feel very uninspired, and no art is going to come. 
from this. I think you will while. be inspired, Ali. Amazing, yeah, amounts, of art is going, art. amazing amounts of art is going to come from this. For the next few months, would everybody please put down the pen and pick up the policies that are being enacted and read through them and do not fucking just write a goddamn song about how things are fucked up because things could get worse if you don't pay attention. What pay else do we do? the motherfuck yeah. attention. When, once we Look pay at, attention, what do we what do with yeah, that information? I said we should rise write, up. If you do, if you do not think, okay, so, a particular, so let's talk about the protest, right? Right now, I think it might be a little bit misguided. Again, mm-hmm. I keep going back and forth. I think you're just that telling it's us fair. to do something and you're saying the protest no, 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 is misguided? Down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Just electing Trump is is something that has happened, right? That's that's fine. Now, if you're angry about that, fine. Direct that in a very specific way. If, you're, if your direction is going to be to stand up and band together and protest something, make sure the message is clear. Make sure the message is that you are against bigotry and hatred. Make sure the message is my body, you know, my body, my choice is for a woman. How do you know so, that that's not on their signs? It, it is. It 100% is. And I think right now it's a little bit cacophonous. And I think it's There's, fine. Yeah. I, I, well, so that's, that's all of those that, things. Again, that's, protest why, is. that's why, again, that's why I keep going. Well, it's not all protest no. is, but I keep going back and forth. That's there why hasn't I keep been going time back and forth. to organize an actual like leader, Certainly. a specific message. There hasn't been time to, to put a website I out. I feel like anything that doesn't help your argument at this point hurts it. Exactly. And it's, I don't. I don't know, yeah, man. Yeah, that's the thing. I the, mean, the, the protest, I'll put it this way. I, what I'm trying to say is that I, I'm not against the protest right now. I'm, I keep going back and forth. I think the expression is fine. Like you were saying, I think the expression is fine. No, if you block traffic, I don't have a problem with I it. Do. We'll jump into that in a second. <laughs> if it is you, the expression. You guys live in LA. You should have a big problem with that. Yep. Traffic is fucking, you know, it's I like. I walk to work. Yeah. It's like, it's like HPV. <laughs> Nobody fucking cares. Anyway, it's a terrible joke. I totally All right, care relax. about that. It's a joke. It's a California joke. Take it easy. Michael Douglas cares. <laughs> it's a terrible joke. PC, Boys and girls. <laughs> All right. So Wait, he got so again. I keep going back and forth. That HPV though. That's what it's from. That oh, they, okay. they say that's what it's from. Uh, okay. Did Christ. you say HPV? Yes. yes, that's what I said. Sorry, I didn't say HIV. No, Dr. that, that would be a terrible piece. joke. Let's all regroup. HPV is not funny. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's band together, my little snowflakes. Tanks. Here's the deal. What, I, my point is that I I'm, I'm I keep going back and forth it for the protests. I'm fine if the message is clear, and, and it's hard to make it clear because it's cacophonous, and thus I'm still fine with the expression so long as it is not violent. It is it is a bad argument, and it can be detrimental, like Ali was saying, to your points later once bills come down the pipe. And that's kind of the point I'm trying to make. Once a bill comes down the pipe, that is— The that boy is, who cried wolf. Do you want to? Ex- yeah, well, yeah. I don't want to go too far in that direction, I, but well, that's what we're. I know, but I, I don't want to encapsulate it in that yeah. way. The, the the point I'm the very real point I'm trying to make is I know I know you do, <laughs> I know you do, but I think it's dangerous because I I, I think it. Oh, dangerous! Speak. There we go again. Sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry, pal. Just remember that, remember that time I said that shit again. before Trump got elected? Yeah. Can I say things are dangerous now? Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> There's still no dangerous speak though. <laughs> Fine. Um, what about uh, Michael Jackson's album? Dangerous. Because if we that was a piece of shit. Well, that, to me, that was actually part of the problem. The fact Michael that Michael Jackson's album. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Uh, no, the fact that Sony killed Michael Jackson. No, but, you, no that's the, ignorance. The idea that we just kept shouting down that that was dangerous, and we shouldn't talk about what a Trump candidacy would be. The idea that we should ignore these things, I think, is what led to a lot of the complacency in the people not voting. Okay. Fine, fine. You're, I, maybe, you're, maybe you're. You know what, Sean? You are exactly right. Maybe politics and dis and the discussion of 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 
uh, well, not the discussion of discourse, but but discourse wait. needs to be more pointed. Wait, in oh, the wait, sense oh, of, wait. Sure. So, so I feel like this campaign, like no other campaign in history, has captured the attention of every American. Right. And if that didn't make a like, if the media frenzy over this campaign, which in a lot of respects could have said one Trump the primaries. Let's just go ahead and not even touch that with a 10-foot pole. All right. But but what my point is that the media around this election and how ridiculous it was and how unlike any other election in history it ever has been, if this didn't get people interested in politics and, and not disillusioned key. by it— then, like, what will? Because that's yeah. the problem, though, that yeah, it that, wasn't about politics. It was about a reality show. Yeah, it was and we already know people like reality shows. Not everyone votes in the reality shows, but they still also, like watching. You, right. you have the entire Republican campaign trying to turn people off and check out of this election. Well, right. But before the voter suppression conversation comes in, which I think is very important, by the way. And oh, we sure. Now it's that. important. But, but – all right, take it easy. Um, to answer your question, I think because it was sensationalized, and it goes back to Sean's point in which the the discourse was not pointed at policy, and we could have actually talked about how the policies enacted will 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 really affect these people, right? And and talk about that specifically rather than the story of the you know the emails or the story of Comey or the story of whatever. And you know, what? and that's not even the emails, but there are so many fucking you know um, little kind of vapid corners of it. Trump's which, which, pussy grabbing. To be completely and honest with you even that far i mean yeah because clearly that didn't matter to the voters clearly no. that didn't make a difference and sure you no. know we, we really should talk about the type of person of moral caliber uh, you know can they be in office but if that doesn't matter to the voters then we'll all right well what will it mean when uh, you know stop and frisk actually gets enacted if that's the case you know how do you feel about stop and frisk what does that mean for black for black americans what does that mean for you know muslims what does that mean yeah. for anybody and and you know what so and that's a policy conversation that's frankly boring and Hillary tried to have that conversation, but it was mm. swallowed up in the in the Not frenzy of sensationalism. Bernie could have that conversation. Yeah, B Rock really. could have that conversation. <gasps> anyway, because they also would have sensationalized We're the off. issue. I want I want to talk. Sorry, I want to go back to the. Trump, the protest, because I want to try to give a, a good defense of the protest. Please. I think it's not really been given on this podcast. I sure. haven't done it a justice. And um, a really good comedian I like, Moshe Kasher. You guys mm. probably know him. Sure. He mm. put, Married he to Natasha Leggero. Oh, fun, is he really? Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Both are comedians. Uh, yeah, they're okay. stand-up comedians. Yeah, they're they're okay. pretty, pretty funny, and they're, they're pretty popular. I guess they're on Comedy Central and whatnot. Mm. Anyways, uh, he had a good Twitter uh, six-point plan about defending the protest, and I just want to read you the, the six tweets. They're really quick. Okay, number one, there's a fundamental misunderstanding of what these protests are about. No one believes they will effectively stop a Trump inauguration. Two, they are large-scale disruptions meant to send a message that the people will not allow bigotry to become normalized. Three. And and that if Trump voters, I'm sorry, that if Trump governs from that place, he will have a huge number of voters who will resist him. In fact, a majority. Number four, and it is meant to send me a message of solidarity to the targeted groups that are frightened right now. We are wet. We are with you. That's what we're trying to say to this group. All right. Number five, and doing nothing always nets nothing. It sends a message that the people are docile and passive and will accept what is to come. Number six, it lets the administration imagine a world where 51% of the country is taking advantage of that Second Amendment the other 49% love so much. Keep number six it, is keep kind it of, peaceful. Yeah, that's and, a number little... six is kind of over the over top. But number I, six, I'm sorry. But I think all the other ones are really good. <clears throat> keep it peaceful. 
Keep it peaceful. I, yeah. I do not have a rebuttal to that. It's been pretty peaceful at all. I it has one. It, it fairly, not one hundred percent, but yeah, yeah. it's been it's been extremely for the for the scale that it is. Sure, it's been insanely peaceful. It's yeah. fucking insanely peaceful, which is, gives me plenty of hope. And once you do kind of look at it through this lens, it's so goddamn important and so well said. And I think it's true. Good. And I think I, I think I'm you should you stand feel that up. way. I really do. Good. I, I think that was really poignant of him to say. The big one is the message of solidarity to me. I re- yeah. really feel that yeah, way. Yeah, dude, for sure. I just, I want people, I think it's important to tell the, all these people of color not to be afraid because there are people behind you that won't let this shit happen. Totally. Now, I get I get they're going to be afraid and they probably have a good reason to be, but I, I just want, yeah. But we a, are too. We are too. And we, we, we should are, let we them know that for them, which we're with them, for whatever all. For whatever that's worth. And, and I don't know what that's worth, but for whatever it is, yes, we are. Go ahead, Shani. <laughs> I was going back to the uh, the South Park episode. For every warmonger, we need a peacenik. We need two. When the politicians keep I don't know, man. I just. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. For some reason, Skype delay makes singing all the more beautiful. It was like hard to hear myself <laughs> and the song, so it didn't really work on my end. But that's my, cool. My plane is huge. I'd rather fly that than Air Force One. My plane does not definitely have missiles, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that the plan? He just wants missiles on his plane. Yeah, just put pl- just put missiles. Oh, on it Air all Force makes sense Trump. now. Air Force we, Trump. Yeah, we're, we're going to pay to to bulletproof his plane and put all the best Trump shit on it. Force one. Trump Force One. Trump Force One. What a buffoon.